Welcome everyone to the Holstein House podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Good morning. I swear to Pete, technology is going to drive me crazy. I had some kind of... um, I'm logged into my Google account from like five different... um, devices all over the house in different places and I got some kind of warning on one of them that hey there's been suspicious activity verify this is you change your password and stuff and of course when you do that you have to change it everywhere (laughs) and just as we were going live um, I I was popping over here to my notes for the show today and um, it said You've been logged out and you have to log back in and then suspicious activity, check your device and key this number in and just dumb. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably glad in the long run, but dang, well, I find, and I'm sure I'm not the only one to find out at the last minute, right when it's pretty crucial. But good morning, good morning. This is uh, Robin Holstein with Holstein House, and this is the Holstein House broadcast and podcast, depending on the platform that you're using today. It's either a broadcast on a video service or uh, it's a podcast. And I'm glad to have you here. This is actually episode 83. Um, and we're recording this on July the 25th, 2023. For, please forgive my little grass allergy, um, gravelly voice this morning. It uh, it's a it's an aggravation. It's not bad enough to get you know shots and take a bunch of allergy medicines. It's more of an an aggravation and a nuisance. But uh, you know when you're when you're doing these things, it's it's very noticeable to people. So I apologize for that. Uh, today we're going to try to talk about my steam canner that I just got. I just got it just arrived on Friday. I did do a little unboxing video for um, YouTube and I did get it uploaded and we'll talk a little bit about it and a little bit about the watermelon uh, rind, R-I-N-D, rind preserves that I did uh, in it and how they turned out and some apple jelly that I did in it and how they turned out. We'll talk a little bit about the Ramsey House update. Uh, the dog house update, um, the potential poultry expansion project that I'm considering very, very seriously, and a yogurt workshop that I'm going to be doing this weekend. So this uh, broadcast looks at society and cultural issues affecting uh, families in West Virginia and the United States and kind of the world, because sometimes folks from uh, Africa and uh, Puerto Rico and some of the other countries around the world will uh, view it or listen to it and they'll share comments and we do appreciate that very much. So I'm trying to stream to Rumble. I hope it does stream to Rumble. Please leave me a comment if you swing by and hear this over there and doesn't have to be much of anything just a hey it worked. Glad to be part of the project today. So um, if you would like to participate in more in-depth discussions, of course, you can always comment on these, but for a more day-to-day conversation, you can join me on the Telegram group, t.me slash Holstein House. You should be able to find it over there. And uh, if you ever can't remember all the different (laughs) platforms, oh my gosh, there's so many of them. Uh, that I'm on, you can go to robinholstein.com, R-O-B-I-N-H-O-L-S-T-E-I-N.com and go over to the contact page and I have all that stuff listed over there. 
I do want to take a, a quick minute out this morning before I get too deep into the show uh, to thank Julie Overman for tipping me off that Fountain FM was acting kind of flaky for her. It showed that the podcast was over there, but it wasn't showing her any um, any episodes. It showed that there were no episodes there at all. But, you know, when she notified me of this on, uh, on the Telegram group, and I went over and checked uh, with my uh, iPhone, and it showed up just fine. But she uses a program called Pocket Cast, P-O-C-K-E-T-C-A-S-T, Pocket Cast. And um, she likes it better, and she said that the show wasn't showing up over there. Well, I use Podbean to upload the audio, and it's supposed to upload to all of the major podcasting platforms. And I've checked them at different times. In it, Podbean has a has a message there that if you upload to Apple, then it also distributes to a couple others, and this Pocket Cast is one of them. Well, when I went to Pocket Cast, couldn't find it, so I submitted the uh, the audio up to Pocket Cast, and Julie uh, told me, "Yay, <laughs> it was showing up on Pocket Cast." So if that is something that you use from time to time. And uh, or you have trouble uh, with Fountain.fm, which I rather use Fountain.fm. I like to participate in the value for value exchange and uh, over there and share uh, value out and share value in and and just uh, help support programs and stuff over there as well. Um, but if it's acting flaky for you, if you kind of don't like it, because folks, you know, not everybody likes everything. Check out Pocket Cast and see if that works for you. And send me a note. Let me know if you're using Pocket Cast or drop into the Telegram group and let me know that you're using Pocket Cast and that you liked it or the podcasting application um, that you uh, that you prefer. And if I'm not over there, we will see about how getting set up over there. So let me know. Let me know. So it's Tuesday. It's going to be another hot one. Now down here in the bunker, it doesn't get too hot, but it does get kind of humid from time to time and later in the day. Um, so right now it feels very comfortable down here in the bunker, but outside it's already very humid. It's not going to get that warm. I think it's going to get about 84 uh, Fahrenheit here. Um, and but the humidity is going to going to choke us out. It's just going to be awful. I, when I was out this morning working with the um, the animals, getting them up, getting them fed and watered and everything, I was just sweating buckets myself. And you know, it's I thought this is going to be another another terribly hot day. And um, I know for a lot of folks out there, it is a challenge when it gets this warm to stay cool. We are. Uh, in the uh, first world, we are spoiled to our air conditioning. We go from our air-conditioned home or heat in the winter to our air-conditioner vehicles, to our air-conditioned offices or shopping centers or movie theaters or wherever you happen to go. It's indoors. It's air-conditioned. And we don't have that tolerance for the heat and humidity. Uh, I remember when I lived out in Texas when I was married to my children's father and we were at Fort Hood. I was out there for just, just, I was out there just short of four years. He was out there a little longer because of, you know, uh, clearing base and everything. But um, that temperature out there at Killeen, Texas, Killeen, Coppers Cove, Fort Hood, Texas area, it was, it was miserably hot temperature wise, but it was, it seemed a little cooler. And once I acclimated out there, I, I didn't notice it until it got up to about a hundred. Um, but you know, when I came back here, the humidity like to choked me to death. And then I, I, I had, I had had allergies anyway as a child um, and had a lot of uh, lung issues and stuff as a child, pneumonia and things because of the allergies. Um, and because you get bronchitis and then you end up with an infection and it, you know, it's not a story for today. But um, I, uh, when I came back from Fort Hood, Texas, I started having those breathing issues again. And there was a couple times I had to go in and get inhalers and stuff. I try not to use them, but I honestly, I'm thinking at the older that I'm getting now, I may have to talk to the doctor about having one on hand. Uh, because every now and again, I do get very, um, 
very tight in the chest and, and it's um it's kind of hard to breathe but not impossible i mean i'm not turning blue or anything but it's it i, I do wheeze a little bit and stuff so i need to probably take it a little more seriously and talk to the doctor about it but yeah so we're we're kind of uh we're kind of spoiled and uh, so when it gets hot like this kids i mean think if you think back to the um even the early 1900s at the clothing that everyone wore now granted it was a lot it wasn't man it wasn't um like nylon rayon you know these uh, chemically created uh, uh fabric they were all usually not natural fabric as far as i know cotton and linen and wool and things like that but they had layers and layers on i mean the ladies had these long sleeve shirts and long skirts and even if even if these dresses came down to your knees and your the, the rest of your leg was exposed i mean you had layers on and the, you know hot they had 100 degree days you know uh at that time too and they uh i mean i'm sure of course they died a little sooner but that's a whole different i'm just talking about being able to um deal with the heat and so you know a lot of what they did was they they the way they built their houses the directions that the houses faced so that uh the 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 kitchens and stuff were in a different part of the house to um, so that they would get the the brunt of the sun in the uh, in the winter months i think it, it was the north south no let's see the east west face i think it's the way more along the lines of the way the houses were built they were constructed in a manner that there was breezes there were lots of large windows i mean and you had covered porches to sit in the shade you had more trees to sit in the shade. i mean there were a lot of ways to beat the heat and you worked in the morning you 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 took a break in the, the heat of the day and then you worked some more of the evenings and it's just uh, people were more act plus you didn't live in concrete cities you didn't live in um the desert i mean very few people in the united states would li have li been living in the desert at that point because there's no water and no trees i mean you have to you have to think these things through as we complain about the heat and oh my gosh we can't stand the heat we used to stand the heat you know as a as a creature we used to stand the heat so um we've we've gotten away from that quite a bit nowadays all right let's see i mean not that i'm anxious to go back to those long dresses no no no, no. we're not we're not talking about that so quick update on things around holstein house now the dog house which is the the building that we're going to have re-roofed the guys were here last week looking at it i've yeah i I, I really, I do love contractors. I do, but man, it's so frustrating being on this end, being on the, on the customer end uh, with contracting because the guys were here, was it Friday? I think it was Friday, uh, measuring again. I mean, there was like four guys here measuring again. I was talking to Mr. Holstein. He was off on vacation last week and uh, talking to him about the roof and different things. And yeah, we're going to try to schedule to make sure that there's dry days because all the rain has got us behind and, I get that. I get that. But now it's Tuesday and I haven't heard another word from them. We've had a couple of great days. I know they got other projects. I, I'm not, um, you know, I'm not having a meltdown here or anything like that. But I, there's just, I've got to move a lot of stuff. There's not enough of me to go around. I have to move a lot of stuff from the back part of the doghouse to the front or at least even out to the, um, to the, to either landfill or to, um, uh, the thrift shops and just get stuff out of there um, and get it moved around because the back part is the worst part. And if they can't get it covered before a storm comes, the stuff that's going to be in there is going to be ruined because they're going to have to uh, redo the whole roof. All of the, um, what do they call the board, the sheeting, the, the, the actual boards that go on the roof uh, that make up the roof and then before you put the paper down and stuff do they call that there's a word for it i mean it's not plywood it's um mm, i don't remember anyway it's got to go in so i'm waiting on that and i have a long-term plan for the, the dog house as well and that is to make it um something that brings money in whether that is a small um one or two person rental unit 
or a small facility meeting space, place where I can do my canning and stuff and get it out of here. Um, and so I'm not heating up the house when I do that, I can heat that up uh, because it has a nice little old style kitchen. Um, would need a refrigerator and things, but it's got the, uh, the sink, it's got a stove in there, but um, it doesn't have a refrigerator anymore. I, there's a few things I could do. I, we talked about, I mentioned to Mr. Holstein about putting a Murphy bed in there and he kind of gave me this weird look. He said, on what wall? And I said, well, we could board off a wall or something. I mean, we're going to be almost starting from scratch. It's got to have new plumbing and electric anyway, along with the roof. So, um, and are we going to heat it with gas or electric? If we heat it with gas, we're going to have to dig a gas line. If we heat it with electric, it's going to be very expensive. Can we use propane? Probably, but we haven't looked into that a whole lot yet. And I kind of would like to take it off grid. I'd kind of like to put solar on that roof, but there's too many trees and stuff. I don't think there'd be enough solar to do it. Um, I'd like to use rainwater. I don't think there'd be enough water to do it. Um, I don't have enough storage uh, area for storage for it. Just kind of thinking out loud. But, um, and, you know, I... We'd have to have, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. but the idea is to get it functional and get some money in from it. So um, I could make uh, it a studio. I could set up a, a, a corner of a room, corner of one of the rooms and, uh, and even rent it out as studio space for other people who might want to do their own videos or do some podcasting and things like that and don't have space to do that. So yeah, there's several things I'm thinking of to do it. Um, to do with it, put it on as another um, extension of the B&B &B as a uh, standalone space for that. I could do that too. I could actually do that even with all the other stuff there. Just depends on how I balance everything out and uh, the dates that it would be open and, and what was going on. But I, there are several things, but we have to get that roof on first and I have to get stuff moved around and I can't get stuff moved around until... Um, until we get that roof. Good morning, Hunter. It's good to see you. Decking. That's the word. Decking. Roof decking. I uh, I have the uh, the thing on my end. I don't know if you've ever seen these, Hunter. Um, on my end of, of uh, StreamYard, um, I still had it set for brand for where you kick the music on and stuff. And I hadn't kicked back over. But it's good to see you. I'm glad you stopped in. Uh, are you streaming on Facebook this morning? I couldn't find you. I should be. Uh, on Facebook on Holstein House this morning. It's not going to be under my name this morning. So if you go over to Holstein House, it should be there. It's supposed to be. It's got the little green check mark. Um, so you're looking at me on YouTube, okay? But yeah, uh, Carla, go over there and um, and see if it's uh, if you'd rather use Facebook. See if it, it should be it should be live over there. I've got eight million things open. <laughs> So um, I, if I open another thing, it'll probably bog down. Like when I try to use an oster nest, it'll just blow everything up. I need to update my, my tech. All my tech is kind of, you know, with tech, if you, if you even get a couple years behind, it's, it's old. Um, so, but the, the dog house, as long as we get that roof done, and I, I mean, I'm not opposed to pulling wire, to, to running wire. I, I can do that now. I can't hook electric up. I don't know the first thing about it, but I can run the wire. I don't care because, I mean, we're running wire is kind of grunt work if all the walls are open. <laughs> now, if the walls are closed, that's a different story. But I don't mind to do that. I don't mind to, to get uh, to do that to help Mr. Holstein get it done. Because the electric and plumbing we can we can do ourselves if we if we do do it ourselves. Now, uh, oh, the um, the Ramsey house, I'll touch on just a little bit. Um, I'm still working on, it's going to be a long, it's a longer project than the dog house is going to be. It's, um, I do have removed a lot of stuff out of it. Um, so I have my, um, my Chevy Colorado. It's a 2005 Chevy Colorado uh, crew cab. I, when I got it, I said, I want, you know, all of it four-wheel drive and everything but it's a crew cab because at the time I bought it my sons were still home and they were going to be long-legged like their daddy so um I got the 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 crew cab version of the uh, Chevy Colorado in 2005 but anyway I have stuff loaded on it I need to take to the thrift shops and drop the, drop those off 
uh, on my runs this afternoon. Hopefully I can get all of it. I have so many things I have to take care of. But the Ramsey house, as uh, I've got to continue getting it cleaned out, he got the refrigerator out. We plugged it in. Um, and it wasn't cooling. He said he didn't hear the compressor kick on. I don't know if it's worth saving it. It's a side-by-side -side refrigerator. I mean, it's one of those things we, we can do it. Do we have time to do it? Is it, is it really cost-effective for us to spend the time to do it when we have all this other stuff to do? You know, that's, that's a decision that we have to make. Um, he has worked on our refrigerator before, our refrigerator before. Um, why the one at the Ramsey house is it stuck because it's been sitting so long I don't know I don't know anything about refrigerators like that but he said it wasn't cooling so the compressor wasn't working and um, I don't know I'm kind of thinking just get rid of it and move on uh, set it out if somebody wants to try to fix it fine it's not that we can't so we don't have time so you have to you have to measure those things when you have projects going on um, yeah, you can do all these things, but do you have time? Is it the best use of your time? And um, I, I'm just kind of thinking that would not be the best use, to, use of our time. Ants. Yay, ants. Um, maybe a hard start kit for the refrigerator. I don't, I don't, if the compressor isn't burnt. I don't know what. The hard start kit is Hunter. I mean, I'm sure he does because he's done that stuff before. Um, I can mention it to him. It's not too expensive. Um, I can, I can mention that to him. I'm gonna jot that down and, and ask him. Um, he uh, he normally his normal um, place of work is about an hour. Now, you know, any other time I'd have a pen, I'd have more pens than I could deal with. And now I can't find any of them. Um, where he normally works is about an hour away from here. And um, um, this week, not today, but the rest of the week, he's going to be working closer. Um, hard start kit for... Um, he should, uh, he'll be working uh, much closer. So it'll, instead of an hour drive, it's probably going to be about a half hour, 45 minutes. Just an idea. I, I appreciate it, Hunter. I appreciate the idea. Um, any of them. I mean, he, he may have thought of it and it went straight out because the house has to come down. So uh, he may have thought, he may have not given it much thought. And when I mentioned it to him, um, he may say, yeah, I thought about that, but, and, you know, it'll be on him to fix it anyway. <laughs> I can't fix it. So if he wants to, we can do that. That's fine. I don't mind. And I thank you very much for the suggestion. Um, ants. I've got ants. We I do this every year. And we have some spray that we spray in the basement. And we spray in our rental when, when people complain about not uh, complain about ants and stuff. Um, but um it didn't do any good. I, I saw them yesterday going to, um, he would, I don't want, I don't blame him, but he was cutting up watermelon and, and I, I, there's a spot has to be watermelon juice. Couldn't be anything else that, that they were coming to. Um, and there was just a line <laughs> from the kitchen door. They were going under the molding around the kitchen door and out and down from the ground. So I got the spray out and I sprayed the door frame of the, for the kitchen on both sides, inside and out. And I, I scrubbed that up. By the way, wiping it off with vinegar doesn't stop these little tiny ants. Just, just to mention, I, I've had people say, oh, use vinegar, use bleach. Didn't work, didn't work. They're, they're still coming back this morning. Um, so I'm going to have to get some ant terror. Uh, it used to be excellent. Now it's just kind of fair. They had to change the uh, formulation, you know, <clears throat> government decided that it was too efficient. And I guess all the <laughs> exterminators were losing money. I don't know, but, um, I know it does help. So I have to get some, and it's just these little, little ant bait things that you put down and that uh, you put, try to put it in, in their way, uh, on where they you know where they're traveling so that they'll 
walk around it or walk into it. Um, it helped in the camper he had when he, um, was it last summer? Well, it wouldn't have been summer. It would have been spring out in Indiana. When he was out in Indiana, he had ants getting in the camper and, um, he got some and put it out there and it, it worked amazingly, but he had the bigger, bigger carpenter ant type things. These are those little teeny tiny ones that show up when you're doing home canning and you have, you're bringing massive vegetables in the house to can and stuff. So, and gnats, oh my gosh, the stupid gnats. You know, my house is not filthy. It's not, but every year, every season when it's canning and I'm bringing all this food in and I'm doing all this work and stuff, I get polluted with ants and gnats and it's just an extra job to try to fight them so i'm going to be doing that as well let's see oh uh, i have mentioned before that we are now on air btc which is an alternative it's a it's a B, uh, bitcoin friendly alternative to airbnb we are listed there it is a very very beta platform and uh, there's only about 30 properties worldwide listed on it so i'm not sure you know if you if you see this and you're coming through and you want to stay with us here at holstein house and you use that i'm not sure it may be a little flaky make sure you contact me by email in addition to the air btc platform just in case there's any hang-ups with getting the reservation to to um hold you know make it stay so when you go and book the room it stays booked uh make sure that i get the room blocked because it's not compatible with my um my booking platform my uh, free to book.com it's not compatible with that so i have to manually go into free to book and, and block those dates and paying um it's because we haven't used it yet it may be a little flaky so be sure and email me if you're if you're concerned it's robin at robinholstein.com but if you go to robinholstein.com you can use the contact page there. So um, it works. It's just like any other accommodation booking platform. But uh, it's very, very beta, like I said. And and you you pay. You see fiat, local money, and you, you can pay with Bitcoin. And it, it lets out. But anyways, if you're going to do that, let me know. And uh, we'll make sure that we work it through. Because like I said, it's very beta. And I mean, it may be a platform that goes away. But we'll see. I like trying new stuff every now and again, you know, right off the bat really early in it. But a lot of stuff I like to wait for a while. But I really prefer, you know, if you want to to really save some money because all the platforms are going to want some money. And we talked before about the, it's almost $9 a night that uh, Airbnb takes from the uh, from the guest. And um, uh yeah, you know, any hospitality. I was having this conversation with someone on um, uh, on a in a Telegram group, and I mean, anytime you buy something, you're actually paying all of it, but because um, the consumer pays, the the business doesn't in in everything. But the way um, Airbnb promotes it, it's that the guest. Is, not, the, the, is that the host is taking care of all that. And it's really not. It's your money. I'm not making not uh, 70 bucks a night off of you. You know, $10 of that is, a night is going to uh, Airbnb. So, you know, when you see the pro cost of the room and it seems extravagant, that's why those fees are, are coming. And um, I mean, I, I don't have any problem. I, obviously, I've been using Airbnb for a long time. I don't have any problem. But I would rather you direct book. I'd rather you direct book and it will save you money. So uh, it, it just, it just works out better if you direct book. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, the garden is uh, still is, is producing, like I said, it's, it's mostly tomatoes. My green peppers are not doing very well this morning. I did uh, after I harvested some of the little uh, cherry tomatoes, I did shuffle because they're in containers. I moved them out a little bit because I don't think I, they're not getting enough sunlight because they're not ripening. I've got all kind of fruit on the vines. I mean, they're they're polluted with my, my tomato plants are. They're just not ripening up because they're not getting enough sunlight. Um, so I, I moved them some so that they're not shadowed as much. I can't do anything about the shadow in the back because those are trees in other people's property uh, shadowing in the evening. So I scooted them forward and out and around a little bit. I need to take I, I need to take a picture. The arch 
that I told you a while back that I was using the garden arch that I was using to put the tomatoes on. I probably could do that a little better, but it is working. Um, the, the vines, the cherry tomato vines are up fairly high. It's taken them a while to catch on. <laughs> They're not like green beans. Uh, it's taken them a while to catch on. But also, again, it's not in the best spot for the sunlight. So they're kind of lazy anyway. And uh, but the idea is working. And I think I'm going to try to find another garden arch as the season winds down and people are starting to sell stuff and get rid of those. And we'll try to find another one or get it on clearance sale and um, and use it for next year and just put it in a little better place. Just maybe scoot it forward about eight or ten feet and then do it that way. And just move the whole garden forward about eight or ten feet. And I think I think I end up in the best spot that way for next year. But we'll see. Uh, the chair, well, like I said, the um, the um, tomatoes are they're there. There's a lot of them there. They're not ripening up real well yet. And the um, green peppers are they're just not. I don't do very. I used to do real well with green peppers. I don't know what I've lost my green peppers. I might guess. Now, the, um, I did sell uh, a set of Corel dishes from the Ramsey house. Now, I had those posted on Facebook Marketplace. Uh, I did offer them to one of the ladies in the Telegram group. She uh, was not, she, um, there were so many and we were going to have to arrange for, um, to meet with some family and it, it just didn't work for her. So I ended up selling them. It's a double set. It was a double set. It was um, an eight-piece place setting, basically. You know, eight cups and saucers, cereal bowls, salad plates, and, and dinner plates. Then I also had two large uh, side bowls, probably large salad bowls. I mean, they're, they were this big around. Uh, not, not made right for soup bowls, but, you know, uh, and a couple of little side vegetables and a couple of different styles of... Um, uh, salt and pepper shakers, cream and sugars, gravy boats with plates, and something else. I can't remember. But it was all the same pattern. They were all in prime condition. And had had a gentleman reach out to me and ask me about buying a set. And I said, okay, I, you know, I've got a set and then I've got all this other. And um, he gave me a deposit through PayPal, substantial, well, I say substantial, was enough of a deposit on the full set, the whole everything, that I knew he wouldn't back out, you know, but it wasn't so high that he would refuse. So he showed up yesterday, picked them up. So I sold all of that for $175 complete. And I'm going to use that to expand uh, the poultry project. I'm going to... Uh, get another um, uh, kennel to match the one that I've got, and it, it's, it's a Timba 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 six, yeah, Timba Timba six, and I'm going to butt those up together. I do. I've got to get a, a two or three, four more hens, younger hens, and uh, there's been some postings out that the husband's seen that are local that I'm going to look into. And uh, there's a couple of groups that I, I uh, got on Facebook that are local. They call them rehoming and stuff, but it's just dance around the words to sell chickens. And some of them are um, not quite laying age, but within a couple of few weeks of laying age. So I want to do that, get that and expand that a little bit. I, the setup I've got now is okay, but as my, Baby ducks, the female ducks, uh, get a little bigger, then I'm going to need some more room. Um, I'm pretty well, I'm probably going to have to harvest the male ducks. And I just hate the idea of doing that. I hate it. Um, but you may have to, you know, the daddy duck, he's a proven producer. The baby ducks, they all still look alike. They haven't changed their coloring. They're still really gray. So I don't know. They may not, they may not get a nice color to them but I definitely have two female and two male based on their um their their quack and we'll have to um take care of those males the the daddy duck is still uh, being aggressive but he's not 
as bad. The baby ducks, I keep calling them baby ducks, but they're pretty well grown now. They're not laying yet, but they're pretty well grown. They're full size. Um, they, um, they are out in the yard more. They are moving around more. He's not, you know, running at them every time they take a step. So, but he will, you know, get hateful. I've got two different little, um, you know, kids plastic swimming pools set up. One in the front yard, one out back there so that uh, the grown ducks can be over here doing grown-up duck stuff and the um, young ducks can be out back uh, trying to figure their way out <laughs> around in the world. So, well, let me, let me get to the, um, the uh, steam canner. I want to share a picture of it. Let me get to that picture. This is, I'm going to show you. I ordered this steam canner and it came in Friday. I'm scrolling through a bunch of pictures because I didn't want to. Now, why don't, this is the um, this is the box. Let me see. Oops, let me take that banner off there. You don't need to see that all the time. Let me get rid of that and let me do this. Ubitavi. This, what I ordered was a Fruit Saver steam canner. It's an aluminum steam canner. You see it here, uh, the box here on my messy table uh, as it came in. And what this does is it takes the place of a water bath canner. It is, uh, it has, let me see which direction. Okay, that's a little better. This is a stock photo, obviously. This, uh, the gauge is here on this upper handle. This top uh, is a top. This is where the water goes. You put about two and a half quarts of water here. And this is another shot of the gauge. This is the gauge of mine. And you see this little, thing here. I took a little blue uh, marker because I'm in zone one and it's hard for me to see on my stove what you have to do. So what you, you boil, you get your, um, uh, you build your pressure up, the pressure builds up and it has to go all the way to the green and it has to hang out there in the green so that you know that you're at the right pressure. And obviously that's after you get your cans loaded. Let me see. Oh, this is some apple, uh, jelly that I made and uh, put in a steam canner. This is the bottom rack. Hopefully you can see this fairly well. Um, this is the bottom rack that your can, your jars uh, set on. You can get um, uh, seven pints and four quarts. I think it's four quarts. I haven't put quarts in it yet. I'm going to do that here in the next few days. Oh, that's just making the apple jelly. You don't want to see that. And I'm going the wrong direction. Oh, here it is again. This is it sitting on my stove. This, um, oh, here's a good shot of that uh, top. Now, one of the things that I had to figure out, and I didn't realize it at first, this top has to go on a very particular way. It has to line up so that you read this top above the word fruit saver. So you don't want your, you don't want to have to twist your head around and you don't want the fruit saver side. And the reason for that is there's a little steam hole in the back. You don't want to see that. Where did that, um, there, here it is. This is the one I want. Darn it. Oh, I bet that's in the video. That's why it's not, uh, you're not going to see that. Uh, let me see if I can pause it and freeze it on that pet. No, let's see. Do, do, do here. Let me see if I can hold it there. Um, what you see here is it's telling you that the, the gauge here. Okay. You don't want the gauge to be out of line with the word fruit saver. So you want to see, look down on the lid and see fruit saver. And you want to be able to read your, your gauge here um, from left to right. Because there is a vent hole in the back of the, um, 
and this is uh, what you end up seeing. Let me get out of here. Um, no, wrong direction, Robin. Anyway, this is putting the, put when I was putting it together. It's not hard to put together. You just have to put the put the gauge on the right order. Um, so there's a steam hole. I keep saying it. There's a steam hole in the back of the lid of the cover uh, so that you you don't want the steam hole facing you in order to read the gauge. You want the steam hole away from you. So the steam hole is on the back side there. And um, let me get back to me. It will um, have to get into the air tank. Oh, yeah, you, you, you do what you need to do, Hunter. I'm thankful that you swung by, really. I am. So you want that steam hole in the back so that when you're, when you're working with your, your steamer, steam canner, and you're looking at that gauge, you're not getting the steam rolling up in your face. So that's that's the reason they want it lined up that way. And it is you when you use that steam canner, it is so much lighter to move around and to deal with than a traditional water bath canner. The steam canner, you still use the exact same time that you would any water bath canning. So if you're canning uh, jelly and it says, you know, 10 minutes in a water bath canner then it's 10 minutes in the steam canner as well. It really is. It, it's so much lighter and it heats up so much faster because you're only dealing with two and a half quarts of water, you know, and that aluminum is thin and it heats up well and it just does a wonderful job. I'll be, uh, I have made, um, I don't think I have a picture of my, I might have, of my, um, uh, watermelon rind preserves. I'm going to be doing some more. Oh, here's one. Let me share this with you just so you see. Do, 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 do. Is that it? There it is. Okay. So this is, this is watermelon rind. This is technically preserves because this is sweet. The recipe name calls it a pickle, but it's not, that's not, there's nothing pickly to it. It's not salty. It's not tart. It's not, any, it is very sweet. And it's made with the watermelon rinds, um, cinnamon, cloves, and a little bit of lemon juice. And it is really good. It really is. I, then the reason that I started making it um, was because uh, Mr. Holstein is eating a, a ton of watermelon right now he's just in hog heaven uh by he getting these watermelons and stuff and um uh eating them and so he's you know obviously he's he's scooping it he's scooping it out putting it in a container and keeping it in the refrigerator then we've got all these watermelon uh, rinds that i've been tossing out to the chickens and the ducks and they love them too and that is an option you know when uh, when you are uh uh, raising chickens and stuff and it's not a waste because they're eating it as well and it I mean it's going to reduce your feed and stuff uh, over the long term a little bit but it's not a waste because they are consuming it and then you're going to consume the eggs and maybe the chickens if you if you have chickens for that purpose too so I don't consider it a waste but you know I, I come across I know you can pickle squash and you can pickle beans and you can pickle all these other things. And so I looked it up and saw several different um, recipes for pickled uh, watermelon rinds. And some of them used mustard, uh, uh, powdered mustard and stuff. And it just didn't sound good because I, I'm not much on pickle pickles, like dill pickles and sweet pickles made out of cucumbers and stuff. But this one sounded very interesting. And honestly, it tastes more like a pie filling. And I might actually try making a pie out of it. I might actually do it uh, after it's been processed and maybe make a small one and see what happens. But it is really good. I was surprised. But what you have to do is you have to peel that green outer skin off of that white rind. So you're scooping out the, the pink flesh, you know, just like you do when you eat a watermelon. You're just eating that, that sweet inner part you don't eat that white part and it's a probably you know what about an inch or so usually thick on behind the pink and 
between the pink and the green. But you do, you have to peel that heavy green rind off. Well, I call it a rind. It's the skin, I guess, uh, the outer layer off. And man, that's hard to do. It is tough. I have irritated the tendon in my index finger here because I'm right-handed with my um, um, paring knife, peeling that stupid rind off. And so I, it stays, it stays uh, the last several days, it's been aggravating me because that tendon's inflamed right there. And I can grab something just so and it feels like when you hit your uh, funny bone. And uh, so I'm uh, trying to doctor that a little bit, but I'm, I've got some more rind in the refrigerator I'm going to work on tonight. But you have to soak it overnight in a salt solution and you have to, then you, you strain it and you drain it and all that stuff. And you, then you cut it up in little cubes and you put it in the jars and you process it. But it's, it's really good. I really liked it. We shared it with a friend of ours, John, and uh, John said he really enjoyed it too. And, and uh, John has some unique uh, tastes. He likes uh, certain things. Well, everybody does, I guess, but uh, he really likes an apple pie that I do. And um, this is very similar it really is very, because you, you're using cloves and you're using cinnamon. And and uh, so you get a little bit of that, uh, that flavor. But uh, sorry, I had a little cough there. Um, but it, it was really good. And so I'm going to do some more of that today. And I, I might even sell it if I can get people convinced to buy it. But I was going to say, I did, I did a bit, little bit of a yard sale on Saturday and didn't have a lot of luck with it, but I had a little bit. But um, I just don't do very well with yard sales. And I I just, my I guess my tastes are just enough different than, than folks have to, uh, than folks like. And so stuff that I like to sell, stuff that I like to buy, and people don't. <laughs> But okay, let's see. If you have any questions about the watermelon, I'm going to try to do a video on it. Uh, and I say try only in that I don't know what, how my phone is going to behave. And I don't, I've got a couple of old GoPros. I got to get some more memory cards. I don't, I don't have enough to go around <laughs> to do it. And if I do it that way, it's harder to edit. If I use my phone to do the videos, I can edit and put, patch them together on the phone. I don't have to try to load it and get software and do all this other craziness. Uh, like when I use the GoPros, they're older. You can't, uh, the, I can't um, download the um, matching software that goes with it or something. I don't know. I, I could try it again, I guess. Um, now that I have my Tuesdays and Thursdays back, which is not a complaint. I have been, um, very busy with church stuff. Yeah, a lot of you guys know that. And uh, I've had Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays tied up from like 9.30. Well, Tuesdays and Thursdays from like 9.30 to noon have been tied up. And then Wednesdays is all morning till about noon. Well, now it's going to be even after that because um, getting things set up for Bible study. And then we're going to be rolling into um, our Lunch and Learns now on Wednesdays, but the Tuesday, Thursday part of that is finished. Uh, so that project is finished. So I now just have long days on Thursdays, which means I should be able to do my lives more live <laughs> like they're supposed to be. And uh, uh, on Tuesdays, because I've had several that were pre-recorded because of this stuff and Fridays. And uh, hopefully I can get some more videos done. Uh, the uh, the unboxing of that steam canner, I called it an ugly unboxing because I was holding my phone and doing this stuff with one hand. And uh, just to just to do it, I was so excited to have it there. And I wanted to get the the real unboxing, the real, you know, not a fake unboxing where I've already taken it apart before. I wanted to get the real thing. Not that people do that, but you never know. Um, but I, I did get that and I'm going to try to do some more videos on with that steam canner going to be doing a um, yogurt workshop tomorrow which is Wednesday uh, at the church I'm part of our uh, uh, John 21 17 project the I'm going to do yogurt tomorrow I'm going to do cream cheese the next week I'm probably going to do um, dum -dum 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 sprouts the week after and then we I think we have a um, I think we have an AARP uh, scheduled for 
that one after that. And then I've got to come up with a few because I don't have a lot of folks who are uh, volunteering for, you know, stuff. So I've, I've got, and I've had some feelers out and some, um, I've reached out to some other organizations and they're just not getting back to me. And I hate to pester, but you know, come on people. <laughs> come on people. Let's get this done. Let's share the word with everybody. And the, the projects on Wednesday, the lunch and learn stuff is not church. I mean, it's not like an extension of Bible study. We're not going into scriptures and stuff. These are things that um, to help people uh, and learn more about programs and things. We had we had this a couple uh, before the Rona was uh, bad and we had a, a really good uh, several weeks of stuff. And I just can't get those same people to reply back to me now. And what else did I need to tell you today? I can't remember all of it. Uh, I, for the John 2117 project, I, I kind of was thinking about sourdough. I'm not sure if I want to do sourdough or not. Because it just... I don't think you can do it in an hour and do it well. I did have someone ask me about home canning. Uh, if I could give a home canning class. I can give some basics, but to you can't really can anything in an hour. You can't even get your water up to temperature in an hour. But uh, I could feel around and see if anyone's interested. Maybe we could do a Saturday or something that it's an all-day, you know, from start to finish um, project. And I can bring some... I, I could do an like an introduction and a, and a talk and I have quite a few older canners and I could talk about the differences in them and things like that that I could do in an hour I just don't want it to be all me an extension of me you know it, it's not supposed to be me it's supposed to be for the church and I just have uh, I just am ha having challenges getting people uh, and groups and ideas for <clears throat> topics at this point So, uh, let's see. We've got about eight minutes before we finish up. Um, this is episode uh, 83. So, we are 17 away from our 100th and uh, kind of looking for some ideas. What do you want to do for the 100th episode? That's going to end up being on a Friday, most likely. And um, because it ends up being that the even numbers are on Friday. Uh, I'd love, I'd love to have some ideas from you guys on what you'd like to try to do for that. If um, if you offer something, you'd like to contribute. And I don't have a gigantic following, but I do have a few people that hang out every now and again and uh, might be interested in. Poor Carla is still waiting. I have her shirt right here. We just haven't had a chance to get together since the, since the last one to uh, give her her shirt that she won. But uh, I, it's uh, it's been a very busy, busy time for us. Dad is doing a fair, uh, for those who may wonder. He is still struggling really bad with the arthritis in his back and his hip. He hasn't been to church in almost a month now. And uh, I've been going over on Fridays to his place because he's not able to walk very far. I'm really concerned that he will end up being, um, there's a gnat. Told you about the gnats. They're already down here. Um, that he might end up being housebound. And if he's housebound or even, I mean, I, I, I don't, I told him the other day, the next step may be a ramp on his front porch. Meaning that if he can't walk, he's going to have to be in a wheelchair to go to his doctor's appointments and things, which we have coming up not too long, uh, I think. And not that you're really interested in dad's doctor's appointments, but I'm kind of trying to remember and watch this give me a headache because I'm locked. I was not, uh, um, logged in. No, it loaded. So we don't have anything coming up until <laughs> August the 7th, it looks like. August the 7th, dad goes in for a breathing test with his pulmonologist, which I really think he should have went to right after he was in the hospital last time, but he said he didn't want to. He wanted to wait. Oops, wrong mouse. Uh, so yeah, that looks like it until. Mm, 
I thought I had an appointment in there. Yeah, I have a three o'clock appointment on with Dr. Falbo on. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Stress tests on the 10th, which is, oops, darn it. I keep scrolling past. Stress tests on the 10th, Dad and I both have, which cardiac stress tests. Um, so I don't, as far as I know, have any issues there, but it's genetic. So the, uh, the doctor, um, the cardiologist uh, orders them every so often. My weight's up. My breathing's bad. <laughs> so I got to have a stress test like that. Does. But worse things have happened. Worse things have happened. Well, we're getting down to five minutes here. I'd love to know you guys. I know there's a couple of you guys still out there watching. And you haven't said hello. Uh, you need to say hello. Tell me you're here. Well, Carla was here. I guess she's still there. Uh, be sure and hit the uh, the thumbs up button and uh, and subscribe if you haven't subscribed. I'd really appreciate it if you would do that. And whatever application you're using, whether it's a thumbs up or a like or a smiley face or whatever it may happen to be, if you've gotten this far and you'd like to continue to hear about things going on here at Holstein House, ideas and things that you might have maybe you have a small bnb or you're thinking about having a small bnb or you're thinking about using airbnb and and getting some money from some empty space that you could rent out hey you know ask some questions i'm, I'm more than happy to answer them i've been using airbnb since 2017 and i've been super host and and i, I do uh, and i've had some problem guests and i've had some great guests and i'd love to share my experiences with you on that uh, as far as food preparation and storage, I do home canning. I'm using the new steam canner, as you uh, have heard me talk about. I'm using it. I'd love to share my experiences with you on that. I dehydrate food. Uh, I don't freeze dry. I still don't think that, although a freeze dry food will last 25 years, I'll be 70 something, almost 80 years old by then. I probably won't be. <laughs> I'll probably be in a nursing home. <laughs> so I don't know that a uh, a freeze dryer is going to be cost efficient for me. Um, you know, I don't, I haven't, uh, there's that stupid, that may be a floater. I may have a floater in my eye that's bothering me. Uh, I have those too. <laughs> but uh, I'd love to share uh, and answer questions that you might have with food preparation and storage, um, whether it be home canning, uh, dehydrating, um, freezing, you know, I have freezers full of food and, uh, or budgeting. Some of the things that I do include budgeting and, and, uh, how to deal, how to manage a very tight grocery budget. I do have a little, um, uh, ebook out, e-cookbook out on uh, feeding your family on $10 or less a day. And, uh, it's, it's for those who have ex extreme financial difficulties. It's not a, a, um, a cookbook made uh, for every day all the time uh, but it is designed to help get you through those really really tight times or you know even if you're a student or just someone starting out and you just don't have a lot of money it's um it's on the website there's download for it and uh it's it's uh it's a very interesting book i don't have it here wasn't prepared to talk about it today but uh I do have it, and I have I have some books on Amazon as well. I have a couple cookbooks on Amazon. I have a nursery rhymes book on Amazon, and I have a book that's uh, kind of I need to update that. I guess it's on starting your own business and becoming your own boss. Uh, it's called Thinking Outside the Office, but it's from 2010. It's a lot of the information in it because it deals with technology is outdated, and probably I should go through and update that. That might be a good day. good thing to do. But uh, I thank you for being here and for hanging around this long. And uh, like I said, I'd appreciate it if you'd thumbs up the show and uh, if you'd subscribe to it uh, and uh, you'll get notified. We'll do this again on Friday. Friday is unscripted, which means, you know, I, although I do bring some ideas to talk about, anything goes for the most part. Anything goes. So I'm going to call it there and I'm going to close off the show. And I do appreciate that you've been here with me all this time. Um, come back again and be uh if you subscribe you'll know when my videos go up 
for the uh, steam canner and the uh, watermelon rind uh, preserves and stuff. So uh, be on the lookout for all of that. Have a great day and try to stay cool. Okay. Let's see if I can make this work. <laughs> so there you have it. Post your comments, do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up, and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms and look for my name, Robin Holstein, or Holstein House. Till next time, bye-bye.